0: Good morning Sonship and welcome to A Course in Miracles daily reading conference call where we read from the original edition of ACIM which is published by Course in Miracles Society. Today we're reading chapter 29. We are reading section 3 the coming of the guests paragraph 10 through 19 and you can access an original edition by going to JCIM.net and you'll see on the main menu online edition. We gather Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We we'll read each paragraph twice until we are finished with our assignment. After that, we open up the call. And when we share, we say our name. And when we're finished, we let everyone know by saying, I am complete. We continue our workbook lesson practice where we remember when anyone is reading, speaking, listening, now or later that they are the Son of God. We also invite our workbook lesson into our study today. It's lesson number 303, The Holy Christ is Born in Me Today. Finally, we ask that you mute and phone at all times, unless you're speaking by using your own mute function on your device. So I know, Mike, are you here, and are you going to read?
1: Um, I'm not. I have the... um you know, that other version of the book. So I don't know if that would interface with everybody very well.
0: Uh, Well, let's do this, um, because Lee's here to help us. And when it comes um, time, I'm sure he will direct us.
1: Okay, Um,
2: very good.
0: That'd be great. We'd love to have you read. Okay, so listening, I have Josie, Rob, and Bryce. And in order, we have Lee, Reverend, Richa, Sharon, Paula, Fran, Carl, Mary, and Micah. In this holy instant, I'm going to turn the call over to Reverend Regia, who has a special opening for us today. Reverend Rija. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Today, we have our lesson, our beautiful lesson, and it is set to music. And if you receive the daily lesson in your email box, you will see a link to this music and also a link where you can get other similar music by one of the musicians who did this song. So we will begin our time together by closing our eyes and bringing our focus within and we feel that peace and that stillness as we relax our bodies relax our breath and our thoughts relax I'm going to play this beautiful song which is the words of today's lesson and then we'll I'll we'll recite the prayer of the lesson so if all goes well we're going to be sung to, The words from Elder Brother, the Holy Christ is born in me today.
2: Watch with me, angels, watch with me today.
0: Again in me today and now we pray father mother God your son is welcome Father. he has come to save me from the evil self I made he is the self that you have given me he is but what I really am in truth he is the son you love above all things he is my self As you created me, it is not Christ that can be crucified into your world. Let me receive your Son. And so it is. Amen. And now we very gently open our eyes and join one another in Holy Communion. Amen. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Reverend
3: Rachel. Thank you, Reverend Rachel. Thanks Thank everybody. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Reverend Rachel. Very beautiful.
0: Thank you. Chapter 29, The Awakening, Section 3, The Coming of the Guest. Paragraph 10. Why would you not perceive it as a release from suffering to learn that you are free? Why would you not acclaim the truth instead of looking it as an enemy? And why does an easy path so clearly marked, it is impossible to lose the way seem thorny, rough, and far too difficult for you to follow. It is not because you see it as a road to hell instead of looking it as a simple way, without a sacrifice or any loss to find yourself in heaven and in God. Until you realize you give up nothing, and until you understand there is no loss, you will have some regrets about the way you have chosen. And you will not see the many games your choice has offered you. And yet, though you do not see them, they are there. Their cause has been affecting, and they must be present where their cause has entered in. <laughs>
5: Amen. Lee, 10
0: and 11, please.
5: Why would you not perceive it as release from suffering to learn that you are free? Why would you not acclaim the truth instead of looking on it as an enemy? Why does an easy path, so clearly marked it's impossible to lose the way, seem thorny, rough, and far too difficult for you to follow? Is it not because you see it as the road to hell? instead of looking on it as a simple way, without a sacrifice or any loss, to find yourself in heaven and in God. Until you realize you give up nothing, until you understand there is no loss, you will have some regrets about the way that you have chosen, and you will not see the many gains your choice has offered you. Yet though you do not see them, they are there, their cause has been affected, and they must be present where their cause has entered in. 11. You have accepted healing's cause, and so it must be you are healed. And being healed, the power to heal must also now be yours. The miracle is not a separate thing which happens suddenly, as an effect, without a cause. Nor is it in itself a cause, but where its cause is, must it be. Now is it caused, though not as yet perceived. And its effects are there, though not yet seen. Look inward now and you will not behold a reason for regret but cause indeed for glad rejoicing and for hope of peace
0: thank you Lee Reverend Regent eleven and twelve please Uh, yes thank you eleven you have accepted healings cause and so it must be you are healed and being healed the power to heal must also now be yours The miracle is not a separate thing which happens suddenly as an effect without a cause. Nor is it in itself a cause. But where its cause is, must it be. Now is it caused, though not as yet perceived. And its effects are there, though not yet seen. Look inward now, and you will not behold a reason for regret... ...but cause indeed for glad rejoicing and for hope of peace. Twelve. It has been hopeless to attempt to find the hope of peace upon a battleground. It has been futile to demand escape from sin and pain... ...of what was made to serve the function of retaining sin and pain. For pain and sin are one illusion as are hate and fear, attack and guilt, but one. Where they are causeless, their effects are gone, and love must come wherever they are not. Why are you not rejoicing? You are free of pain and sickness, misery and loss, and all effects of hatred and attack. No more is pain your friend and guilt your God. And you should welcome the effects of love thank you Reverend Regia. Sharon 12 and 13 please it has been hopeless to attempt to find the hope of peace upon a battleground it has been futile to de- to demand escape from sin and pain of what was made to serve the function of retaining sin and pain for pain and sin Are one illusion, as are hate and fear, attack and guilt, but one. Where they are causeless, their effects are gone, and love must come wherever they are not. Why are you not rejoicing? You are free of pain and sickness, misery and loss, and all effects of hatred and attack. No more is pain your friend, and guilt your God, and you should welcome the effects of love. Your guest has come. He asked You asked him, and he came. You did not hear him enter, for you did not wholly welcome him, and yet his gift came with him. He has laid them at your feet and asks you now that you will look on them and take them for your own. He needs your help in giving them to all who walk apart, believing they are separate and alone. They will be healed when you accept your gifts, because your guest will welcome everyone whose feet have touched the holy ground. Whereon you stand, and where his gifts far them for them are laid. Thank you, Sharon, Paul of thirteen and fourteen, please
6: Your guest has come, you asked him, and he came. You did not hear him enter, for you did not wholly welcome him, and yet his gifts came with him. He has laid them at your feet and ask you now that you will look on them and take them for your own. He needs your help in giving them to all who walk apart, believing they are separate and alone. They will be healed when you accept your gifts, because your guests will welcome everyone whose feet have touched the holy ground whereupon you stand and where his gifts for them are laid. 14. You do not see how much you now can give because of everything you have received. Yet he who entered in but waits for you to come where you invited him to be. There is no other place where he can find his host nor where the host can meet with him. And nowhere else his gifts gifts of peace and joy and all the happiness his presence brings can be obtained for they are where he is who brought them with with him, that they might be yours. You cannot see your guest, but you can see his gifts, the gifts he brought. And when you look upon them, you will believe his presence must be there. For what you now can do could not be done without the love and grace his presence holds.
7: Oh,
0: beautiful. Thank you, Paula. Fran, 14 and 15, please. Fourteen, you do not see how much you can give because of everything you have received. Yet he who entered in but waits for you to come where you invited him to be. There is no other place where he can find his house, nor where his house can meet with him. And nowhere else his gifts of peace and joy and all the happiness his presence bring, brings can be obtained. For they are where he is who brought them with him that they might be yours. You cannot see your guest,
2: but you can
0: see the gifts he brought. And when you look on them, you will believe his presence must be there. For what you now can do could not be done without the love and grace his presence holds. 15. Such is the promise of the living God. His son have life and every living thing be part of him, and nothing else have life. What you have given life is not alive, and symbolizes, but your wish to be alive apart from life, alive in death, with death perceived as life, and living death. Confusion follows on confusion here, for or, confu- or confusion has this world in base, and there is nothing else it rests upon. Its basis does not change, although it seems to be in constant change. Yet what is that except the state's confusion really means? Stability to those who are confused is meaningless, and shift and change become the law on which they predicate themselves, their lives. Thank you, Fran.
7: Carl, 15 and 16, please.
3: Such is the promise of the living God. His son have life, and every living thing be part of him, and nothing else have life. What you have given life is not alive and symbolizes but your wish to be alive apart from life, alive in death, with death perceived as life, and living, death. Confusion follows on confusion here. For on confusion has this world been based, and there is nothing else it rests upon. Its basis does not change, although it seems to be in constant change. Yet what is that yet what is that except the state? Confusion really means Stability to those who are confused is meaningless, and shift and change become the law on which they predicate their lives. sixteen. The body does not change. It represents the larger dream that change is possible. To change is to attain a state unlike the one in which you found yourself before. There is no change in immortality, and heaven knows it not. Yet here on earth it has a double purpose, for it can be made to teach opposing things. And they reflect the teacher who is teaching them. The body can appear to change with time, with sickness, or with health, and with events that seem to alter it. Yet this but seems, but yet, yet, but, yet, this but means the mind remains unchanged in its belief of what the purpose of the body is.
7: Hmm, Thank you, Carl. Mary, 16 and 17, please. The body does not change. It represents the larger dream that change is possible. To change is to attain a state unlike the one in which you found yourself before. There is no change in immortality, and heaven knows it not. Yet here on earth, it has a double purpose for it can be made to teach opposing things. And they reflect the teacher who is teaching them. The body can appear to change with time, with sickness or with health, and with events that seem to alter it. Yet this but means the mind remains unchanged in its belief of what the purpose of the body is. Seventy, sickness is the demand the body be a thing that it is not. Its nothingness is guarantee that it cannot be sick. In your demand that it be more than this lies the idea of sickness. For it asks that God be less than all he really is. What then becomes of you? For it is you of whom the sacrifice is asked. For he is told that part of him belongs to him no longer. He must sacrifice yourself and in his sacrifice are you made more. And he is lessened by the loss of you. And what is gone from him becomes your God, protecting you from being part of him. Thank you, Mary. So
0: 17 and 18 is next, and Micah is up. So Lee, is. are we. Does 17 oh, and I, 18. I
1: lost, I lost my spot, and I'm in, in my truck. So I'll just listen. Oh,
0: okay. To
5: that might
0: be best thank yeah. you okay thanks Micah
5: glad
0: oh, you're here okay. this, so this is wonderful new... oh great um, I need a new re- reader please for 17 and 18 hi Chris this is Barbara I can read great thanks Barbara okay. sickness is a demand the body be a thing that it is not it's nothingness is guaranteed that it cannot be sick In your demand that it be more than this, lies the idea of sickness. For it asks that God be less than all he really is. What then becomes of you? For it is you of whom the sacrifice is asked. For he is told that part of him belongs to him no longer. He must sacrifice yourself. And in his sacrifice are you made more. And he is lessened by the loss of you. And what is gone from him becomes your God protecting you from being part of him. 18. The body that is asked to be a god will be attacked because its nothingness has not been recognized. And so it seems to be a thing with power in itself. As something it can be perceived and thought to feel and act and hold you in its grasp as a prisoner to itself. And it can fail to be what you demanded that it be. And you will hate it for its littleness, unmindful that the failure does not lie in that it is not more than it should be, but only in your failure to perceive that it is nothing. Yet its nothingness is your salvation from which you would flee. Thank you, Barbara. Do we have a new reader, please, for 18 and 19? This is Anna. I can read. Thanks, Anna. Eighteen, the body that is asked to be a god will be attacked because its nothingness has not been recognized. And so it seems to be a thing with power in itself as something it can be perceived and thought to feel and act and hold you in its grasp as prisoner to itself. And it can fail to be what you demanded that it be and you will hate it for its littleness, unmindful that the failure does not lie that it is not more than it should be, but only in your failure to perceive that it is nothing. Yet its nothingness is your salvation from which you would flee. 19. As something is the body asked to be God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness and limit and despair. It is his loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love or look upon it as a thing you hate. For if he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist, and his completion is its nothingness. Your Savior is not dead, nor does he dwell in what was built as a temple unto death. He lives in God, and it is this that makes him savior unto you, and only this. His body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death, for what is yours cannot be more nor less than what is his. Thank you, Anna. And 19, as quote unquote, something is the body asked to be God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness and limit and despair. It is his loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love, or look upon it as a thing you hate. For he be the sum of everything, then what it is not in him does not exist, and his completion is its nothing The savior is not dead and nor does he dwell in what was built as a temple unto death he lives in god and it is this that makes him a savior unto you and only this his body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death for what is yours cannot be more nor less than what is his amen floors open This is my one to Joy, and uh, I couldn't help but relate today's lesson to our reading, as often happens. And in our reading, the last paragraph, where he said, Your Savior is not dead, nor does he, and look at that, he is a small H. nor does he dwell in what was built as temple unto death. He lives in God. And it is this that makes him, small h, Savior unto you. And only this his body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death. For what is yours cannot be more or less than what is his, small case h. So <clears throat> this brings to mind that my brother is Savior unto me, the Christ. The Holy Christ is born in me today. He's born in me as my one self. He is who my brother is. When the second coming, he said, what is Christ's second coming? It's for me that realization of who I am and who my brother is. And he's telling me that my brother doesn't live in a body that's going to die. He... That's, that's not what houses my brother or what houses me. And that is what I'm opening to, that realization. And that ends the separation. And that's the only problem I have, <laughs> is separation. Thinking it's outside of me. Thinking anything is outside of me. And I'm just grateful. today. thank you so much. I'm complete.
2: Thank
5: you,
8: Reverend Richard.
0: That was beautiful, Thank you, Reverend Richard. Thank you, Reverend Richard.
4: Yeah, thank you, Reverend Richard. Thank you, Reverend Richard. And this nothingness is expanded by Jesus as Raj on the Internet to the visibility and tangibility of your identification while believing you are in separation. Thereby, the body is a means to join this wonderful group, to be with others, to see them in their proper Christ light, with eyes that they look back upon and see no difference between you. It is a disguise at a moment in which you are bringing the light to them from the Christ that you know is yourself and you know that they too are the Christ, yet they see no difference. They look out at a body and you don't look any different than they do. So it's just your visibility and tangibility identifying you to them in the milieu of mind that they are in at the moment. I'm complete.
6: Thank you, Rob.
5: That was very beautiful, Rob. Thank you. Thanks Rob. Yeah. Thanks, Rob.
6: Thank you, Rob. Yes, it was. Thank you, Rob. I just
0: want to say, when I hear stuff like that, it just makes me want to go out and be the best I can possibly be. I'm so profoundly grateful for knowing you all. I'm complete.
3: Thank
0: you thank are the you are the best Chris yeah. you're innocent you're beautiful. <laughs> you, you are. You're an back
5: angel at you. back at you Chris
0: yeah <laughs> well if you spent more time with me you would say that but I do appreciate it <laughs> we would we would still say that Chris still say that.
4: <laughs> I was thinking of the wonderful difference to be in this gallery of awakened minds comparing to what I could do with the body and the fearsome things that I could have gotten into because of what I was in the last war that I was in and all the fearsome things that are in all my brothers who have gone through the wars since when I was in Vietnam, and um, I I just thank God I made it here. I just thank God I made it here, and I, I've been given this gift of all of you. I'm complete. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Rob. So Thanks. Hi, just this is Thank you. Ron. Thank you. Thank you. This, this is Fran. This is the most, just the most incredible reading for me today. I am up um, with my one brother camping in Gettysburg and yesterday I was walking through the woods doing my usual walk and my other brother calls me from Texas and he, a couple weeks ago, he had a heart attack and he tells me that he had another event yesterday. And we talked a little bit, and I hung up, and I started to panic the way I used to do before I met the course. And then all of a sudden I realize that this is another life event, and then I have to look at it the way I'm being taught in the course. And now I hear this all the time now. When I get to these points where I feel like I'm panicked, I hear this, stay with me. Just stay with me. And my mind is drawn to that. And I just kept walking and um, thinking about what I had learned in the course. And all of a sudden it came to me that no matter what happens, my brother and I will never be apart. Never. And we will go through this life and form and we will have these events occur. But nothing will ever take us away from each other and this is just a perfect reading for this and um, while I was on the call my brother called me and I finished reading called him back real quick and he told me he's much better today so I'm just so grateful that I have this course when I go through those periods to know that the way I looked at the world before the battleground wasn't real and I'm being taught the real way to look at the world I'm grateful for you guys Thanks. I'm complete. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you, for thank you Fran.
5: Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Fran.
0: Thank you, Fran. It wow. Great. Thank you, Fran. It so brings yep, a
1: miracle. So
7: yeah
1: uh, A miracle. This is Micah. It's it's nice to hear everybody, and the and the reading is was just amazing. Um, in the last week or so there's there's different ap- approaches that the Holy Spirit and our higher self kind of uses to move us into awakening and and since we've finished the reading uh people have alluded to this the, these shifts in perception that uh where we start to feel our oneness and uh lately the the guidance has been as I'm sitting, sitting somewhere. The the voice says, "What you are right now, whatever you're experiencing right now—the heartbeat, the breathing, the thoughts, the feelings in this, in in the body, the the sense of being in in this dream. What you are is not affected or touched by any of this. And if and then as, you, as the hours go on it, 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 and you keep doing this and just saying, okay, what I'm feeling right now is not, what I am is not affected by this this moment at all. And it seems it's kind of, it, it, and then, then you look around after the shift has been made and, and, and you're in the holy instant and you look around at your brothers and all the expressions on their faces and you know where where they are and you realize what they are is not touched at all or affected by what you see in the dream and then you, you the beautiful part is you move into this oneness that transcends the dream and it's just what we've been reading this morning that this other world starts to open up that is so clean and and uh um and i, I and I re- there's different shifts, though. Then you move back into the dream with love, and and then you, you you know you feel God's presence in the dream, and then you, then this influence comes again, where you go, what you are is not touched by this at all, and then you move out of the dream, um, and into this beautiful lucid uh, paradigm that is God, and and. Um, Jesus just expresses it so well. And uh anyway I'm, I'm complete.
0: Thanks, Micah.
5: Thank you. Thank you, you birthday boy. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Micah. Oh, Thank happy you. Happy birthday. birthday.
4: Happy
2: birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> oh you're
4: you're all so sweet. Thank it's you. Very evocative.
2: Isn't it a
6: happy rebirth day? <laughs> <laughs> What a
4: beautiful
0: share. Thank you, Micah. I so understand. Wow. Thank you.
7: Thank you, Micah. Your share really spoke to me today, and I I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
7: This is Anna, and I
0: just love, in this reading, how he um, says to us, it's the way is easy, and there's, there's guides and signs all along the way showing us the truth. Everything in this illusion is some representation of the truth, and that's just lovely. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna.
5: It's Lee. I so agree that uh, today's reading ties right in with the lesson for the day. The coming of the guest is uh, very much, for me, the, 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 the birth of the Holy Christ in me today. There being so little difference between inviting in the Holy Spirit by accepting His purpose and, uh, and that movement which gives birth to the Holy Christ in me. Um, there's a part of the lesson speaking of the Christ in me that um, harkens back to the first line in the special theme what is the Christ that first line of that theme says uh, Christ is the Son of God as uh, as God created him so Christ is what each of us is um, authentically And uh, there's a line from today's lesson that mirrors that, where he says, Your Son is welcome, Father. He is the self that you have given me. He is my self as you created me. He is my self as you created me. And the Christ is God's Son as he created him so that aspect of each of us could be say could be said to be the Christ this movement that he's introducing here at this part of 29 represents the full acceptance of the Holy Spirit's purpose and in that full acceptance of his purpose is the initiation of what he calls the cause of my healing in 11 he says you have accepted healings cause and so it must be you are healed there's a lot in the first paragraph and in the second about how having accepted the cause there are all these benefits that are already enacted they're already activated if I don't see them yet it's only because they aren't um, they aren't yet apparent But they're activated when I accept a cause the effects of that cause are already energized and are present though not yet seen and so it's this cause of healing that represents this full acceptance of the guest the birth of the Christ in me through the acceptance of the Holy Spirit's purpose he gets into speaking about How it is that my present relationship with my body is what impedes that acceptance of my reality. That when I wall myself off within the body as though this is all I am, then I've chiseled that part of what is part of God away from God. I've chiseled, in other words, my awareness and my sense of myself away from God. And I've placed it for safety within the confines of my body and I've said this is what I genuinely am and I will no longer be part of God it's a little trick I play to hide from God fearing his love fearing the truth he's offered me fearing the unity and the joining with each of you that he's actually offered me right here and right now and allowing myself to pretend that I've taken from God in this petulant childish way overtaken the power of my own creator and I've installed my own will and my own reality as though it can um, dominate my own creator that's that wish to be separate and special the wish to let the ego define both what I am and what this world's about that little wish to carve that away from God is what the invitation to the Holy Spirit is meant to eventually overtake it just overtakes it in my mind the wish to be separate becomes eventually just overtaken with this um, recognition Of all the benefits of having accepted my healing that's how he can say at the end of 14 when you look on the effects well going back three sentences from the end of 14 you cannot see your guest but you can see the gifts he brought and when you look on them you will believe his presence must be there for what you now can do could not be done without the love and grace his presence holds it's the experience in my life of the consequences of having chosen this other option and what it brings to my life and what it brings to my relationships it begins to overcome what I had fearfully withdrawn into my body and into the belief that separation somehow saves me, um, and and allow that wish to separate be overtaken. When he speaks, I just I just want to. It took me a while to wrestle with this idea of the body's nothingness, and uh, and I just would like to share that w- what finally came through for me is that. Um, this word nothingness is another word very similar to neutrality the body is a neutral thing and is given its purpose by the assignment of the mind and we know that the mind under the ego's direction can use the body as a separation device and make it a symbol of the mind's wish to retreat and separate from God and from one another but as a neutral thing he's saying the body itself doesn't have that quality and when I recognize its nothingness that it doesn't have attributes that impose separation and it doesn't have attributes that are going to impose strength doesn't it doesn't impose weakness or strength it takes on whatever my mind assigns to it when I realize that then I recognize its nothingness allows me and my sense of identity to no longer be held within the body as others have mentioned here today i can begin to relate myself as something completely the term is non-local not at all confined within the body but merely associated with the body and that's where i can begin to get to a place where i recognize that my mind and yours. Are intimately joined, and have always been, and that I've been busily denying that, and using the body as a symbol of my denial and my fear of that fact. I think I'm complete. Thank you for letting
4: me share. Very
3: see, good. See if I can and get this now. Thank
4: you, Lee. Yeah, thank you. Wonder. Thank you,
3: Lee. Thank, thank you, Lee.
4: Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you when we go out into the darkness with the gifts that the Christ has brought us, looking to the others that haven't the gifts yet, they look and see us as if we were like them. But we have brought the gifts of the Christ. So what we would have projected from our body-ego, mind, is no longer there. It's now what the Christ has brought us. And we are then bringing a a very acceptable, kind of not too bright, not completely shocking them, but helping them to move to a safe position so that they see our love and they do not feel Oppressed and withdrawn into their bodies. If I got that right, I'm done. That sounds great, Rob.
5: That sounds pretty wonderful, Rob.
0: Okay. Yes, thank you, Rob. And uh, Lee, as I was listening, Uh, to your commentary this is Anna I'm sorry Um, as I was listening to your commentary it dawned upon my mind that until I accept the nothingness slash neutrality of my body I believe that I am limited and you said limitless and and I can see that if I believe that I am this body I accept its limitations also, and that Jesus is leading me to see its function properly and be released from its limitations. Thank you. I'm complete.
5: That's a beautiful way to put that. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Great idea, Thank you.
0: this is Sharon thank you both of you excuse me this morning while I was listening to people sharing I was experimenting again with the thought that I believe in my, my ego self I am beyond any immediate hope of being released from oppressive thoughts and then I get this thought just try it Sharon and I know that's the voice of Jesus the Holy Spirit of the Holy Spirit and so I have been opening up to it this morning again and well okay here's an experiment what if what if you are so great that you can cut through any <laughs>
2: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) What if, huh? Cut through any limiting thoughts, oppressive thoughts that I'm having right now. And immediately, I've been getting this release. And I have been asking for the inspiration to stay in my release, to remain there, and to ask for it far more frequently and to overcome any fear of being there and I'm getting it I'm receiving what I'm asking for I'm receiving new inspiration right this morning that I ask for radical healing without fear this radical healing, and all of you are helping me to be inspired to do that because it looks so great on all of you. <laughs> oh, thank you for being my example. I love you guys. I'm complete. Oh, I
6: love nice.
0: that Sharon. Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, thanks, Sharon. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sharon. Excellent. I'm so happy for you. Thank you.
5: My eye falls to uh, paragraph 15 and this, you know, exceptional paragraph it says such is the promise of the living God his son have life and every living thing be part of him and nothing else have life. Such is the promise of the living God. That I have life and every living thing be part of me you have life and every living thing be part of you and nothing else have life and his description of why he adds and nothing else have life is to tell me if I depart from what's true if I install um, a thought system by which to interpret life differently than God has established then I um, fashion a whole version of things that I give life to that isn't alive what you've given life is not alive and symbolizes but your wish to be alive apart from life this is pretty mind boggling and I'm not sure what other people make of it but I'd like to share what I make of it because it doesn't take me somewhere else it doesn't lead me to dissociate from my presence here and imagine that life exists somewhere else it leads me to recognize that right here in this present moment The offer of life is made the offer of completion and fullness the offer of a being that is mine that includes and that recognizes each of you as part of me that's the awakened alternative in this moment to the consequence of the ego thought system and its formulation and representation of this world and life the ego's thought system and its representation of this life is lifeless in fact it's an active fearful denial of life that's how I take it when he says what you've given life is not alive and it symbolizes but your wish to be alive somehow apart from life from the offer. Of life's vibrancy it's my wish to be alive in the denial of life or in death, which I've shared with you is always how I read the word death in the course it's my active denial of life's presence and offer it's my wish to be alive in the denial of life with death or the denial of life perceived as though it's life and this offer of living seeming to me like the threat of death I become so in and so what Uh, so um, uh, anchored into this false representation of everything that I fear the truth that I fear the actuality of this life confusion follows on confusion here for on confusion has the world as I see it The world as we commonly imagine it to be has been based on that kind of confusion and there's nothing else to explain this commonly held perspective toward the world that is that is um, fashioned entirely by the ego in our minds and uh, so it's a it's a, 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 um, a very potent pair of sentences or so that describe just how much this false representation of things separates me from this offer that I give birth to the Christ today I'm complete
1: all right beautiful
8: thank you Lee I'm, thank you right I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that that out that really jumped out for me there is a um, like there's a, a definitely a tie into a biblical reference there and um you know, this is just um, exactly what i personally relate to as what is the delusion it's giving life some separation from the source of all life and giving individual power to separate things and being fearful of these separate powers including that same sense of separation that I could imagine is God And when I bring all of my thoughts captive to the one idea that this is saying that there is no life apart from the life giver. If I fall into the trance of that single reality, then everything becomes an extension of that life, no matter how ignorant it is displayed, no matter how insane one may think he is apart from the one, this single idea is the transformation for me that when I see with those eyes, heaven is what I see. Because I know that there is nothing that I see that does not live with the life, the one life of God.
5: I'm complete. Great. Thanks, Bryce. Uh, thank thank you, Bryce. Bryce.
4: Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. An example of what Lee brought out is every dictator's imposition of his ego idea of the perfection of his personal projection upon those he controls, and the great fear that he lays upon the people for them not to take his particular distorted outlook of himself as the God and protector of everyone. And we do this in miniature whenever we do not understand that we have an obligation of... The present memory there, and without the Course, I would not know about my obligation to God and the agreement that I made with Him, and I would be off in the neverland of my own dictatorship. I'm complete Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob.
6: Good point. Good
0: point, Rob.
6: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. I understand that,
0: what was, you're that was poetic. Sorry, Anna.
4: Thank you. Oh, that's all I had to say.
5: <laughs> there's a fun, there's a fun sentence in the uh, in paragraph ten, right in the center of the paragraph. Very quickly here, um, you uh, mentioned Bryce that if you could look through those eyes, you would uh, look out on heaven. Um, uh, he asked a couple of questions toward the center of uh, paragraph 10 Um, you know what is an easy path uh, so clearly marked it's impossible to lose the way speaking here uh, in my opinion of course um, seem far too difficult for you to follow is it not he says because you see it as the road to hell instead of looking on it as a simple way without sacrifice or any loss to find yourself in heaven and in God um, that phrase to find yourself in heaven and in God can be taken as like I will find myself when I get to heaven and find myself in God but I think he's describing this a little differently I think he's saying this curriculum this easy path we're being given is actually a way to find yourself in heaven that's like um, that's like oh my eyes opened and I found myself in heaven what is it to have the eyes open and find yourself in God in the recognition um, that was always so there never had been a departure and never had been a separation I'm complete
8: perfect thank you Luke
0: And I am very grateful. Thank
4: you. Love it. Thank you, Lee. I just got this picture when you were talking of the dual lids of an alligator. uh, The dinosaur left over from past ages. Mm -hmm. When this aquatic and land animal goes into the water, one of the lids goes down. The outer lid stays open. So it's as if when we retreat into the ego, we bring down the ego lid and start to look through it almost automatically. And you have to, make this effort to get a clear picture of the beautiful water you're in is to raise the protective lid, the the protection of oneself, and look without the two lids into the beautiful living water of God, which is your home. I'm complaining.
5: Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob.
6: Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. This is Anna, and
0: I was listening to a Colin Ray song this morning as I was sitting out and watching the dawn arrive, and uh, there are a couple of words in the song, and it just reminds me of what you said, the living waters of God. Um, And I came to understand this body is a river, my mind is the ocean. And it just it was a visual and I was just singing that song and oh uh, this is just this body is just a river, mm. but my mind has access and is the the ocean, the living water of God. Mm. Thank you and complete.
5: So nice. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. I want to take a moment and mention that um, if people are interested, we could, in the after call today, begin to discuss two ideas that Chris floated yesterday. One is the idea of taking uh, two years instead of one to work through a reading of the text. Um, and the other is to put special attention on how we want to treat um, rules for decision this year whether we'd like to do an extended um, workshop of some sort or extended series across Saturdays or and or Sundays so with opinions on those uh, we look to the after call i will complete
4: after call it is yeah good.
0: But this type and to joy, I would like to just uh, amend that or <laughs> uh, it's the third year because we did a year with Carl Lammers, our blessed Carl, and then we did this year with Chris and Lee, and now we'll be doing a third year of the tech, so um, some of us. So um, that's, uh, it's one, you know, yikes, three years. I mean, what's time? <laughs> um, anyway, so
5: thanks. Wow. Thank you, oh, Reverend Meach. I, I would not clear. Let me, let me clarify. What's on the table is the idea of taking uh, a two-year period to study the text, so that we spend two days on each section, oh. and uh, where it's not oh. quite so rushed.
0: Oh, I like it. Boy, yeah. I would love that. Oh, I don't know.
2: Okay. Mm.
6: Something to think about.
0: And I was also, it's Chris, thinking of at least a month to get through um, Rules for Decision, if not more. I was thinking last the other night, maybe we should take a whole year and do Rules for Decision. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I got yeah. an idea on how to help you all. <laughs> I yeah. am a, a learner. You I'm have to any- come to the after call. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, if anyone doesn't have any more shares, maybe we could take the time and let Reverend Rega lead us into a long, dreamy prayer. What do you say,
4: Reverend Reacher? And Absolutely, Reverend Regan.
0: Yes. Okay. I'd love to. So we'll uh, come together now. And as we do uh, close our eyes and we come still, we just at the end, we want to take just a few moments after we say, Amen to very gently open our eyes i may not say so but we just allow ourselves to um, return (laughs) okay so we'll take a few moments and close our eyes draw that awareness within our bodies remember that when we do this when we close our eyes at this time That we relax so we can feel our body begin to relax instantly as soon as we close our eyes and our breath relaxes and we can feel our thoughts relax as well our surface thoughts we let them go and as we do this it becomes easier and easier to withdraw And be in that place of stillness where we can hear, remember, and know the loving thoughts of God, our true thoughts. We have the gift of the coming of the guest. If I have chosen to listen to my heart of hearts, my right mind which is the Holy Spirit. And yet if I have regrets, I must still be thinking it is possible to lose or sacrifice something. When I truly listen to the Christ
6: mind within,
0: I am whole, and I make no demands that anything be different. There is only truth, which is my friend, not my enemy. I give up nothing when I listen to truth. There is no sacrifice. We read today, quote, look inward now. And you will not behold a reason for regret, but cause indeed for glad rejoicing and for hope of peace, unquote. I have sought to find peace where it could never be found upon the battlefield of a misperceived world. If I am experiencing anything but love and intense joy, I am overlooking what is there. Now, right now, I asked for guidance. I opened the way to love's messenger, and he has come. Let me now open also to what my guest has brought. Because I asked for love to be my guide, hate and fear, attack and guilt, pain and sickness, misery and loss and all effects of hatred and attack are gone. Quote, where they are causeless, their effects are gone and love must come wherever they are not. And so we pray, Father, Mother, God. I thought I was abandoned and set adrift in a world of duplicity. And yet I remember now, I asked my guest to come and he is here. When I opened my heart to love, my guest entered. For I am told by elder brother, quote, there is no other place where he can find his host nor where his host can meet with him and nowhere else his gifts of peace and joy and all the happiness his presence brings can be obtained, unquote. Yet if I believe in change, then change is what I will perceive, even though the changeless is my reality. Everything seems to change and, quote, fail to be what you demanded that it be, unquote. But only from the perspective of Perception is this so. Now we learn true failure is in forgetting that the body is nothing and my true holy dwelling place is everything. In your knowing do I dwell in my eternal body. My brother is my savior and he is not dead. (laughs) Quote, nor does he dwell in what was built as temple unto death. He lives in God. And it is this that makes him Savior unto you, and only this. His body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death. For what is yours cannot be more or less than what is his. Unquote. And so it is. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank
0: you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Lisa. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks,
2: guys. Thank you. Thank you.